If you are looking to get back in shape, try Echelon. It's uh, amazing. I love my Echelon bike. Echelon fitness apps provide you thousands of live on-demand classes with great music. They have smart rowers. Again, I have my stationary bike, which I like. You can p- compete with family and friends around the clock classes. It's just nice to be able to compete and, and connect with people in the Echelon community, which is really fun. One membership covers a family of five. And right now, get an Echelon EX3 bike risk-free for 30 days plus free shipping. Get this exclusive offer with these free bonuses valued at $250. Go to echelonfit.com slash files, F-I-L-E-S. That is E-C-H-E-L-O-N-F-I-T.com slash F-I-L-E-S for this free offer, echelonfit.com slash files. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Vile File. Uh, thankfully, ho- hopefully wrapping up this uh, season. Bit of a dumpster fire. Good TV, Mentally but obviously draining. intense. And uh, it's a lot. But we got uh, one more, uh, I think, important conversation. And... Um, I won't spoil anything, uh, but we do have Greg Grippo on with us. Uh, uh, we just uh, finished the interview with Greg uh, the morning after AFR to get his thoughts on all things about his experience, answer some of the burning questions that have been out there, both as it relates to his breakup with Katie, AFR, and some of the internet rumors uh, that have been floating out regarding Greg. Uh, we thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show to hear uh, Greg's response, we appreciate you tuning in and giving us a chance. I don't know if you know this about us, but we are recently uh, People's Choice nomination podcast for all the people who have been listening to the show. We thank you very much for nominating us. But uh, we have three shows a week. We have uh, if you're interested in people's personal relationship stories bad breakups, questions about their personal lives and sex stuff, sex, weird sex stuff. Uh, We have a very fun and uh, introspective show on Monday called Ask Nick. We give advice. Uh, People find it really interesting and helpful. Uh, If you're into that kind of stuff, give us a shot. I think you'll really enjoy it. We obviously recap The Bachelor when it's on. And then we have on Wednesday our interviews with uh, public figures, actors, musicians, all sorts of people, as well as experts of all kinds. So subscribe rate us five stars we appreciate it if there's nothing else i think let's just get to greg greg welcome hey nick thanks for having me thank we really appreciate you coming on um well let's just dive into it all right why not okay um so we all watched last night we all watched afr I want to start there and then obviously we'll want to hopefully get some, you know, context and, um, you know, maybe have you provide some insight on the things that we didn't see. But I do want to start with uh, when you were asked by Caitlin and Tasha uh, if you had no regrets, you you said no. You said everything happens for a reason. I think for a lot of people, you know, that was kind of hard and disappointing to hear, even for myself, to be totally candid with you. Um, you know, I was able, having been in your shoes, able to empathize with, you know, why you might have felt angry and mad and, and why you wanted to leave in that moment. You know, for me, that made sense. Nevertheless, you know, how you kind of went about it, to be honest, you, you kind of looked like a dick and seemed, you know, cold and dismissive. So again, while I was able to empathize why you might have felt the way you did, didn't necessarily like how you went about it. So I guess my first question right off the bat is, do you still feel that way about not having any regrets or have you, or has that uh, position changed for you? No, there's definitely been some change. Um, you know, the first time I watched it, I uh, watched it in the back and it was coming from my own place of hurt when I was watching that still. Um, I sadly wasn't looking at it through Katie's lens in that exact moment. Um, you know, looking back on it, watching it for the second time, with all the, uh, the viewers. Um, yeah, came off like an ass, came off like a petulant child at times. Um, and I regret it because, you know, at the end of the day, she didn't deserve that. I definitely projected 
a lot of my insecurities and my anger in that moment on her. And it, at the end of the day, it just wasn't fair to her. Okay. Well, we, we appreciate you, you know, being honest about that. You know, I, I want to ask you some more questions just about how you handle it, um, just because obviously, you know, a lot of people were, you know, triggered by, by what they saw. A lot of people felt like when you got angry, as, you know, some of us have, that not only were you, you know, trying to leave, but almost wanted Katie almost to hurt as well because you were hating. Would that be fair to say or or not? You know, as much as it sucks to say, I got to admit, yeah, it's a fair characterization to uh, way to look at it. Um, again, watching it back for the second time, I mean, I was confused after um, I initially left after AFR because I really wanted to end it off on a good note between us. Um, but I saw how hurt she was. And so I really tried to watch it back the second time from her lens. And yeah, I mean, I was ashamed about how I reacted in those moments. Um, she didn't deserve it, plain and simple. Um, it wasn't fair to her. I have to look at this. Okay. Um, what do you think, you know, watching that back um, and watching that fight with Katie, what do you, what would you say is something, if anything, have you learned about yourself that you um, maybe didn't realize and potentially hope to change? Yeah, I mean, this has been a, you know, both a humbling and a very painful, you know, situation that, you know, I've been watching. It's just, it's humbling to know. Yeah, I'd rather people, you know, to bring up like the acting stuff, I'd rather people say, oh, he was acting, than to look myself in the mirror and be like, you know what? I still have work, obviously, to do on myself. I projected a lot on her. Um, and it was my own fears, my own insecurities, it was my own sadness, my own anger. And yeah, a lot of that has to do, you know, with what I haven't processed. You know, even my brother put it during my hometown. I haven't really talked much about my dad. You know, I tried going to therapy right out of the bat um, and only went for a limited amount of time. Um, so a after your father passed, you, you did get some therapy. Yeah, um, I grew really cr close with that guy. Um, his name was Ron. He was an incredible guy. Um, he was like mid eighties. He was like a, he reminded me of Yoda, honestly. He was just, he had, just had so much wisdom to him. And I would always, he, he just, he was so great to me. Um, and he taught me so much about life in those moments and, and about what's important in life and saw him, you know, twice, twice a week for about, you know, 10 to 12 months. Okay. And, you know, sadly on the back end of that year, um, he actually got diagnosed with stage four and ended up dying within that week. And yeah, so that was also like a painful thing to go through. Oh, well, I'm really sorry to hear that. Um, I, did you didn't stop therapy after he died? I mean, I did. Yeah, he's, you know, and I, I'm sorry for asking. I had a hard time hearing no. you. He died of, of cancer. Yeah. Stage four. Okay. And I, I'm sorry if, if um, when your father passed, did, and if it's, it's okay if you're not comfortable talking about it, but I don't know. Do we know how your father passed or, or what, what happened there? Because it seemed like it was it came yeah, out of nowhere. Like what, what, what happened? If you're okay yeah, with talking I, about that. It was, it was bizarre. Um, I, you know, I think that they showed a little bit of uh, what I told Katie. You know, we were at the Knicks game one night and uh, woke up the next morning with a call that he got rushed to the ER and Next thing you know, I'm getting a call a few hours later with the diagnosis, and they said he had a few months to live. Um, it was too late for him to really do treatment, so we tried to treat him like go the holistic route. Um, and yeah, I mean, I went vegan with him for a solid six months. That was that was that was tough, um, but you know, I wanted to do it with him. Um, and it that whole, you know, it was. It was it was just heartbreaking. He was just such a big guy and he just lost so much weight um, to the point where he couldn't walk at the end of it. But uh, he was incredible. Um, Miss him a lot, but obviously I have a lot to, uh, you know, still work on myself with that because there was obviously a lot of pent up anger there and yeah. still sadness about it all. So you feel like you, you probably, you know, like you just said, 
it's you probably haven't fully processed the the loss of your father. Truthfully, yeah. I mean, it's 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 hard to say, you know, looking in the mirror and being like, you know what, I projected so much, and especially looking back on my relationship with Katie, you know, maybe it wasn't the healthiest relationship in the world because you know I was depending on her for happiness in that time, and that wasn't fair to her at all. Um, and I want to be in a position where. I'm completely happy with myself before I get into another relationship because you know that's where it's going to be healthy, and it just wasn't healthy with her because of how much I projected onto her in these moments. Yeah, that's um, <clears throat> it. Must be obviously a hard thing to own up to. So I, I do want to for thank you for for being honest about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. you mentioned acting. Katie mentioned acting. Yeah. The internet's been talking <laughs> about acting. So, <laughs> can you shed some light on? Where is this coming from? Uh, did you take acting classes? Where did you take acting classes? If so, how long did you take them? Like, just let, let's just get it yeah. out there. What exactly are people talking about? And, and let's hear it from you in terms of the intensity or extensiveness of your acting career. Awesome, finally. Um, <laughs> you know, right, up, right off the bat out of college, you know, well, first off, I played basketball my entire life. Didn't really do anything else. And then right out of college, um, Got a life insurance job out in Boston for Bay State Financial. Um, okay. Man, I was miserable. I was studying for Series 6. I got my life accident health exam. I was there for about, you know, a few months to six months. And I was just like, what the hell am I doing? Like, let me <laughs> let me just do something creative. You know, I felt like there was a lot more to me. Um, and I didn't know where to go in life. I really didn't. But I knew I just wanted more. Um, I wanted to take a chance on myself. And acting was always something that, you know, I wanted to see if it was for me and ended up finding this amazing school. First off, you got to read his, um, I had to read his book, the William Esper studio. Um, it was an incredible book. And, you know, when going there, it was, it broke down a lot of walls of mine. Um, a lot of insecurities. Uh, I mean, you go up there and you're it, these people were incredible and like they, they were just incredible actors. And here I am like, first time stepping into this like unbelievable studio and I'm just like a deer in headlights. But my dad actually got sick, you know, four months into my schooling there and I ended up missing so much. And, you know, the first year I did two years of acting school there. And the first year it was uh, no like character, no, no like scripts really, you know, it's just all trying to be present in the moment. It was kind of like life, you know, sure. life, it, it, life building, you know, um, methods and and being able to just be really present in moments with people and that's what i really appreciated about it but you know the second year you know it got down to really serious shit reading shakespeare and i missed so much time because i was you know everyone's married and has you know two three kids now in my family and i was the one that really had to step up and help my mom and my dad and i missed a ton of time and i just didn't love it haven't been an audition in my life. So like when this came out, I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, I have it on my page. I have it on the Instagram on my page. I'm not hiding it. It is what it is. I haven't been on audition in my life. What I haven't do, done any work. What do you mean and, on your page? Like you had like that you Like I had a piece? picture. I, I had a picture in front of the studio. Oh, okay. Um and on Instagram. That, yeah, that I went to. Um I didn't think it was gonna blow up like this. And I mean, I told Katie AFR, like, I really wanted to reach out to her when this was all coming out, but I didn't want to step on Blake's toes at all or, or cause you know, I figured that they were engaged at that moment. Um, and Blake's an awesome guy and I just like didn't want to cross any boundaries. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I I've heard from, you know, my in-depth research team and who knows what's true on the internet. So I just want to ask you, there was a claim that you had your acting schooling on, on LinkedIn and had deleted that. Is there truth to that? What, what, and if so, why did you delete it? It's embarrassing because I don't even like use LinkedIn. Um, I mean, no, I never put it on LinkedIn to begin with. You know, I, I read that. I'm like, guys, you don't put your acting school on LinkedIn. Like, that's not what, you know, I, you just don't do that. I, I, I thought it was funny when I read that, honestly, because that's the last thing you used to do is put your acting school on your LinkedIn. I just thought it was, you know, stupid. Okay. 
article. All right. You know what? It's still it's still not too late to upgrade your outdoor furniture. Maybe it's your indoor furniture. Either way, Article has great modern day furniture at such a reasonable price. Article is easy to make your space look beautiful. Article combines the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of shopping online. That's why they take out the middleman. That's why their prices are so darn reasonable. They make the buying process easy. If you don't like what you get, they'll exchange it and, and, and make that process easy. I mean, you're going to love what you get because it's Article. Inspired by a variety of modern design aesthetics like mid-century Scandinavian industrial and bohemian fair prices, you save up to 30% over traditional retail prices. Article is able to do this by cutting out that middleman. That's right. No showrooms, no salespeople, no retail markups. Fast, affordable shipping is available across the U.S. and Canada and is free over $999. Uh, listen, I have uh, had an article couch. Uh, I, I got a ton, getting a ton of compliments on my couch. And uh, again, their, their summer furniture is so cool. Article is offering our listeners $50 off their first purchase of $100 or more. Go to article.com slash V-I-A-L-L. The discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash V-I-A-L-L to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Vizzy, get your antioxidant vitamin C all while enjoying the hard seltzer and the hot summer heat. Just in time for summer, Vizzy hard seltzer just dropped an all watermelon variety pack hitting shelves in July. That's right. And since it's August, it's available made with real watermelon juice in the antioxidant vitamin C Vizzy is known for. Extracted from the superfruit Acerola cherry, that's right, with bold and delicious dual fruit flavors, real watermelon juice, and antioxidant vitamin C, Vizzy makes your seltzer choice a little easier, and it's a lot tastier. I don't know, I just find it really enjoyable to drink. And turns out I'm getting vitamin C and antioxidants too. So with Vizzy watermelon, you can enjoy refreshment now with antioxidant vitamin C. Upgrade your hard seltzer to Vizzy to find out where you can purchase Vizzy, go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That is VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash V-I-A-L-L to get updates on your favorite flavor drops and more. Sign up for your emails at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. Must be 21 years or older. How did you end up going on the show? There's also been a lot of, I guess, accusations or people trying to figure out when you first applied, did you sign up? Did you have a friend sign up? How long ago was it? And walk us through the what sounds like a pretty lengthy kind of casting process for you to finally end up on Katie's season. Yeah, yeah, it's been a journey for me to get to uh, this point. Um, I first got the call. Um, I remember I was walking in New York. I was just grabbing lunch, and all of a sudden, an LA number calls me. I pick up. And it was somebody from casting. How and did they get I your information? Got, did you sign up? My no, my sister Samantha submitted me. Okay. Um, and I found found that out after they called me, but I thought it was my buddy pranking me at first. I'm like, no, who the hell is this? And they're like, so and so from The Bachelorette. I'm like, no, seriously, how how do you how'd you get my info? And that was actually for uh, I believe it was um, it was for Becca Kufrin, uh, her season. Um, All the way back to Becca Kufrin. Yeah. So. Ended up actually. How many years ago was go. that? Three, like three, two, three. Okay. Anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was extreme. I was extremely young at the time, yeah. and um, I believe they called me. I believe they do that stuff in like the fall um, when they first call you. Um, yeah, it's like late fall. I mean, when you tell that story, I mean, I was in San Francisco at a work trip, and I kind of had a similar reaction. Yeah. My friend signed me up a while ago, and yeah. I was like, "What? what? I don't, you know." Just so, like, yeah, it was uh, it was like late. It was early November at the time. So, yeah. So, uh, and I'm sorry. Go right. ahead. Um, didn't even go through the next steps. Just told them it wasn't the right time for me. I was extremely young. Um, I wasn't ready to uh, be on the show at all. Um, and actually ended up happening. My dad was then six, three months later. So I ended up, you know, I ended up having to be home regardless. They then reached out to me um, for, it was Claire season, um, ended up calling me. Had no idea, obviously, who the bachelorette was gonna be. You know, they threw out, you know, some names and, you know, uh, ended up getting announced that it was Claire 
about three days before I was leaving. Um, my bags were packed. I was ready to go. Um, on Claire season? Yeah. Okay. And I'll always remember when she was like announced on GMA, I was like, I don't know if she's going to like me. <laughs> I don't know if like, it's like the perfect fit. Um, but, you know, casting was just like, you know what? Age is just a number. You know, let's, um, you never know. And yeah, I'll give anything a shot, really. I'm just like, you know, who knows? Like, maybe we'll hit it off. You know, you just never know until you know. I went there and it was, uh, it was what, two or three days. You sit in that hotel room before uh, the first night and COVID hit. I was, I was watching Curb Your Enthusiasm the whole entire time because of what was going on in the news. And I didn't really want to watch the news because of how like, sad it was, everything that was going on. Sure. So I had no idea. So they, they came into my room, the producers, and they're like, don't panic. I'm like, about what? And they're like, the world shut down. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So they sent us back home. And I believe it was like five months on the line. Um, they, re they restarted that season. And I remember them calling me back in June, asking me if I wanted to do it. And I had a, like a long talk with my family, had a long talk with producers. Um, I wanted to do it if I truly saw myself with the girl. Um, and I just didn't feel like it was going to be, you know, a good, res you know, a good result. You know, you go on this TV show and, you know, you kind of lay it all out there. You don't know what to expect, but I just felt like it wasn't for me at that point. Interesting. I mean, I guess in a way according to you, like you, you actually gave it some consideration about who the, the bachelorette was. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. I mean, I wanted to be like my full authentic self in this, you know, when it got leaked this time around that it was Katie, it's pretty excited. Um, and all of like Matt's girls, like, were seemed really great. So, you know, they ended up actually, re I, I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to do this again after player season. Uh, I was just like, this is it. And then they actually ended up calling me on my dad's anniversary. And I'm like, of course, you guys call me on this day. Um, and they're just like, hey, like, why don't you give this a shot again? I didn't think I was going to do it until like the very last moment, honestly. I just hopped on a plane and got over there. Interesting. I mean, it, like, I think back, I, I suspected it was going to be Andy, but I agreed to come on before I knew it was Andy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and again, I think that I, 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 you know, I'm just thinking for me personally, I, I find that interesting that you actually didn't come back on but again you you were but yeah no thanks for walking us through that process in terms of coming on hopefully hopefully that clears things up for some people not sure what they think about it but yeah thanks for of course <laughs> thanks for sharing that one thing obviously people also a question had people were wondering you know we we saw a pretty kind of timid guy in you right yeah. Uh, and kind of an aw shucks guy. Um, uh, you're a very good looking guy. Uh, Thanks, you're tall, you're handsome. It's hard for people, even for myself, to think, well, this guy, I mean, come on. It's not like he <laughs> doesn't know he's attractive. Did you see yourself when you watched it back? Did you see yourself in that show? Uh, are you a shy guy? Are you a confident guy? Are you good at talking to women? You know, what, tell us about the, you know, what you think is the real Greg in life versus what you saw. And maybe they both could be true, but shed some light from your perspective uh, on that. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because, you know, everyone, all of, you know, my good friends, all my friends, that, especially like that I met in acting school, you know, they're all, texting me throughout this are all like this is incredible like all i see is like you up there and you know they were really happy and proud that i was just being myself um but oh, i mean every i i kind of came into this knowing everyone's gonna have their opinion no matter what for me i mean yeah at times i can be confident you know but at times i definitely sit there like a deer in headlights i mean at afr i mean i was scared out of my mind going into that place with like full audience uh, having to talk to katie and especially the first night, I mean, you walk out of that limo and boom, like cameras everywhere. There's like, you know, the bachelorette there. I mean, I was scared out of my mind. Um, but no, I mean, I feel like just like everyone, everyone has a lot of layers to them. I, I couldn't help it that I was scared in certain moments. I really couldn't. I just, you know, wanted to be myself during this. I feel like I gave it my all. Yeah. One thing I forgot to ask you, so I'm backtracking a little bit, so I apologize. Sure. But you obviously you mentioned you have some regrets now and you mentioned AFR. Um, AFR was filmed 
three or four weeks ago. Is that correct? About three now, okay. yeah. And that was before last week episode air. So before we saw some of the reactions from people, how people were triggered uh, last night. Yeah. For the people who hear that you are now sorry or you have regrets and you see it, why should people believe you in terms of yeah. why don't, you know, for people who are going to say, he's just saying that because he knows people are mad at him. Uh, he has no, the benefit of, of hindsight now. Why should anyone believe that's actually how you feel? Yeah. I mean, it's fair if they don't believe me, truthfully. Um, again, when I watched it back for the second time and I try to see, you know, what Katie saw in those moments. I, I just felt uncomfortable. I, I, it was a very painful and humbling, you know, experience. You know, again, I'd rather people say that I was acting in these moments than having to be like, shit, I can do so much better. And the way I, you know, did talk to Katie in those moments, there's, it sucks how, you know, I reacted. I, I it sucks that I triggered so many people. Um, and it's, it's really humbling to know like that I can be so much better. Um, I'm just trying to, you know, look at this um, in some sort of sense is I'm trying to gain some sort of something positive out of this. I'm just trying to learn from this and realize that I can do better, you know, not in, in order to be in the relationship that I strive to be in. And it's I do have a lot of work to do on myself, truthfully. Yeah. I mean, for all the people like who are going to question uh, whether I'm being you know, honest or not. I mean, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Better help. Uh, well, uh, nothing, a uh, few things are more important than our mental health. We talk about it so much on this podcast and, and certainly as it relates to our discussions on this episode itself, whatever you are, might be struggling with, whether it's a uh, tragedy, a, a loss uh, of a parent or a friend, or just uh, anxiety from work or just the daily grind of life. Maybe you just need someone to talk to about whatever. I had an emergency therapy session with my therapist, uh, Darlene, this morning. There are few, few things feel better than just getting it all out. And BetterHelp is there to help us do that. It uh, makes it super easy to connect with a professional licensed therapist. Uh, they make it super easy. Again, you just go to betterhelp.com. You fill out a quick questionnaire identifying what you're looking to get help with, and they will pair you with a mental health professional. If, uh, if you don't feel connected to that person, you can get someone else. They make it super seamless, super easy, right from the comfort of your home. A BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional uh, offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials as uh, they are posted daily. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Files. That's Better, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health through the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Viofile listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash V-I-A-L-L-F-I-L-E-S, Files. We always talk a lot about this show, Listen, so much is recorded, very little is shown. Um, let's focus on the breakup with Katie. Are there things uh, that you feel were relevant or maybe just for the lack of time uh, to help explain how you felt? Uh, because one thing Katie said at AFR, she questioned your intentions. She questioned uh, whether you really cared about her or loved her. You know, not only Katie felt this way, but a lot of Bachelor Nation, like, if you really loved her, that you wouldn't have, you know, like that's not love, yeah. right? So, right. Uh, first, how do you respond to that? How do you feel about that? And then, as far as uh, the fight between you and Katie, um, I'll leave it open ended in terms of were there things that we just didn't get to see that also provide context to how you felt the way you did? Yeah. So, um, what was the first question again? I'm sorry, I was just learning. I was just uh, listening to the end of that. Uh, yeah, no, no problem. I was kind of bouncing yeah. around, but I guess my first question is how do you respond to the people who oh. felt like, um, that can't be love. You don't act that way to someone you love. Right. Um, and again, Katie questioning, you know, you know, minus the acting part, 
let's just focus on why would you say I love you to someone and then act that way? Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to say it again, like, regardless of how I felt in those moments, the way I acted towards her after they were completely wrong. Um, but you know, with, when I start questioning our relationship, um, yeah, on that couch, uh, when I did, you know, tell her exactly where I was at in this, um, it's, it was tough because I said that what I said and, you know, you know, buried my soul in those moments and I could just tell I, it, it's just something that I was kind of scared that the typical viewer just like wouldn't be able to see when it translate well on TV. But you know, when you, no matter who it is, um, that's bearing your soul out to, to the other person, um, I feel like you can kind of see it in their eyes, their body language, anything. And in those moments, I just felt like it wasn't me. I, my intuition was screaming at me in those moments. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, people only see, you know, the, these, you know, 15 minute interactions, you know, when in reality, you know, this show's gone on for what, 12 weeks. Um, so, I mean, we had a lot of moments, um, especially, you know, after our second one-on-one, we had this moment where um, after the rain, we had like robes on, we were sitting by the fire and mics were off, um, no cameras, you know, producers, let's have our alone time for a little bit. And I was just like, listen, I just want to let you know, um, this is just completely real. I just want to tell you with all, without the mics and cameras, like that I'm completely falling in love with you. Um, and again, she, she didn't want to say it in those moments and that's completely fair for her. I didn't know that. Um, but I just felt like even in that moment, I was just like, okay, something might be, something might just, uh, it, I, it just didn't feel like it was me, truthfully. And watching it with Blake, I was happy for her. When you, you say, know, when you, when you say it wasn't you, you mean like she wasn't, mm-hmm. you weren't going to be her guy at the end is what you felt. Is, that's okay. That's what I truly felt in my gut. Okay. Yeah. So I truly felt, um, and watching it back with, uh, you know, her moment with Blake, I was like, wow, I was so happy in those moments for her because she like gasped for air. I was like, yes, like that's, that's like, you know, what any guy or, you know, women, like that's what any person wishes for, uh, when they're expressing their love to their person. And I was really happy for her in that moment because they seem great together. Uh, Blake is an incredible guy and I know that they're going to be happy after all this. Do you still stand by how you felt about Katie when you expressed it and would you still call that love or how would you characterize your feelings for Katie reflecting back at that time? Yeah, I've been doing a lot of reflecting on this truthfully, you know, a lot of soul searching throughout this all. Um, and I have to really look at myself in the mirror and it definitely wasn't the healthiest kind of love. Um, you know, whether it was bonding with her over, you know, lost my father and really trying to feel connected in that way, especially because I just don't, you know, communicate what happened to me in the past to just anyone. Um, it sucks because I, I did project so much on her in those moments and it wasn't healthy and you shouldn't rely on anybody for your own happiness. And that's sadly, you know, what I feel like I did at the end there. And I want to get into a place where I am truly happy. I don't need to depend on anyone else to be in a healthy relationship. Did you uh, ever feel like the front runner? And how did Blake showing up affect your, I guess, you know, thoughts on where you stood with Katie? Like, did it affect you at the time? Or were you still kind of it was still relatively early? Like, what what did that situation feel like to you? And did you feel like the front runner either before that time or even after? Like, were you know? And I, I apologize for using the word front runner because I know that wasn't your no, favorite term. Okay. But uh, where do you feel like you stood with with Katie? Um, at, you know, throughout the season, and and what changed for you? I know you mentioned obviously that alone time, but I guess what I'm trying to get at is Blake showing up. How did that impact you, if at all? It is interesting. Um, being able to see every single relationship and how they formed. Or I didn't know Michael A and her connection was that strong, truthfully. Um, so I watched it uh, throughout the season. After getting that first impression rose, after getting the first one-on-one, I definitely felt like I was in a very good position. Um, you know, I knew there were great other guys there. Uh, you know, Andrew, and then Blake walks in, and I was kind of like, oh, shit. Like, I could just definitely see 
him and Katie just hitting it off. And it, yeah, it brought a lot of doubt into me, truthfully, which sucks because, you know, you don't want to be insecure in a relationship. And that's sadly how I was being throughout a lot of the season. Yeah, towards the end there, you know, especially watching it back. Um, I remember telling Michael A before that last uh, group date that he was on before Hometowns, um, just how much he meant to me as a person, you know, thanking him for everything. Cause he let me, he let me know going into that, how big of a conversation that was going to be for um, him and her. And I knew if he was going to get that group date rose, I was like, Michael, I was saying in my DMs, I was like, Michael A is going to be one of the final two guys. I just know it if he comes back with a rose and he did. And I was kind of like, well, maybe I'm not, you know, top guy here anymore. Um, you know, you got Blake, you got Michael A, you got Andrew, you got Justin. I want to go back to that fight with Katie or break up. Yeah. You left abruptly, fill in the gaps for us. How much time, because, um, you know, we don't really know. There's always been a lot of questions. Also, yeah, maybe start there. Was it abrupt as it looked? Did you just kind of like in a dickish way to say, fuck it, I'm out? Like, was there a long pause? What was the moment where that made you just abruptly walk up and walk away rather than more gentlemanly say, I'm sorry, I wish you the best, I want to leave. Yeah. Like, why Why did you just get up and leave? And as you mentioned, kind of, you know, throw a temper tantrum or act like a child. Yeah, I did, I did. Um, I acted like a complete ass to her. Um, again, I hate watching that guy. Suck to watch back. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if there was an exact moment. Um, it's it was everything that was leading up to it. It was um, that hope that hometown really made me upset, uh, truthfully. And you know, about a day and a half went by. Um, I just remember being in a field position in my hotel room. Just uh, you know. Producers just knocking on my door. I couldn't even move. They were just like feeding me chicken fingers and French fries for the whole entire day, just because I like wouldn't eat. Um, after your hometown, and, yeah, after my hometown. Yeah, that's yeah. a good. That, thanks for bringing that up. How many days between your hometown and when you knocked on Katie's doors? Was it the next day? Was it five days? Like how how long did you have to think about it? And yeah, what yeah. what was the timeline there? It was a day. And, it was a day and a half. Um, and I was being, you know, I felt like my mind was in you know a million places in these moments i mean here i am new mexico i can't go outside I, i'm like losing my shit i'm like when can i talk to her please like need to talk to her um i was just so eager to try and get on the same page as her um and it didn't come off that way at all i came off angry it came off again like a petulant child it was very you know immature for me and i never want people to try and justify how i acted because we can't normalize that behavior, especially talking to a woman like that. It was, it was, it was hard to watch back, and I was pretty ashamed of it all. Um, and again, it's humbling to realize I need to step away from this, and you know, know that I can do so much better. But yeah, I went to that room. So you 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 didn't knock on our door with when you knocked on your door. You didn't think were you you were you thinking I might leave if this doesn't go well? Like what was your yeah. thought uh when knocking on the door? For me, um I reached a point where I was like, you know what, there was a rose ceremony that night and I had no idea also that Michael A left. I thought there was I was one of four guys. I had no idea. Okay. Um and I went to that room and I'm like or before the room, I'm like, there's no way I can sit in the, in the rose ceremony tonight. Like, I can't even, like, get out of bed. There's no way. Like, I got to talk to her. And also for me, you know, and again, I should have been communicating with her other than playing every single scenario in my head. Because in my honest opinion, I was like, you know what? What's going to be the difference between two nights ago when I told her I loved her and two or three days later, when we're doing our fantasy suite day. Um, and I didn't know what was going to change in those moments. I knew in order for me to get to that place, I needed to really feel it from her. Um, and I get everyone's point of view where they're like, she gave you so much validation. She did throughout it all. Um, and until I just, my personal opinion, it just felt like until like that last moment, I just was 
completely rattled and shooken up um, because of how badly I just wanted it to be real. Um, it, you know, I, I, I know what I signed up for. Um, well, I, I wanted to ask you a question. Do you like what, what did you think you signed up for? And yeah. as you went through that process, what what did it feel like? What did it did your expectations for what you signed up for meet your reality, especially as things escalated and got serious down to the final four? No, I mean, I was telling my buddies, I'm like, be prepared for me to be back in, uh, you know, nine days. I'll see you guys um, expecting. I don't know. There's going to be like these like incredible, you know, which there were. And I was just kind of expecting, honestly, I was just going into just saying like, screw it. Like, let's just kind of see what happens. Um, but, but I want to not so much like how far you thought you were going to go and things like that. Mm-hmm. But like, did you think about the show? Like how much, how familiar were you with the show? And regardless, yeah. like, what did you think you were signing up for? Or like, you're like, hey, it's a TV show. Like I, you mentioned that, you know, you didn't think. You know, for me, like, big reason why I signed up at the time was I was like, oh, I've never been to Europe. I get to travel, you know. Yeah. And then when I and when I showed up, I was like, all right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to be open to the experience and then kind of went there. But for you, like what, you know, like you already kind of answered why you came and all that. But what was your expectation of the show? What did you think you were signing up for in terms of the show and what that experience right. might be like? And then again, when you were in it, you know, final six final four what what was that like for you i was kind of looking at it like this is a crazy unique rare way to meet someone been single for a long time now and i kind of just looked at it as you know what the hell let me just give us a shot um i thought it it, you know you go on these incredible dates with the girl you know it's just a beautiful girl it's always you know looking you know Beautiful every single night, every single cocktail party, every single rose ceremony. And I was just like, I'm, I feel pretty lucky to be able to, you know, experience this. Um, all, all that stuff, you know, especially after the first date, I was rattled because I'm like, oh, you know, Katie's like this, <laughs> you know, like this figure um, in my eyes. I was just kind of rattled throughout it all. But after that first date, after being able to uh, share that bond experience, you know, um, it was... Uh, it kind of settled me in, especially getting that second one-on-one. I just was looking at her as Katie at that point, and it just uh, it shifted for me. You know, I was it, it got very real for me very quickly, um, especially when my family got involved. That was you know it wasn't a show to me anymore at all. Sure. And it was hard for me to wrap my head around that. It truthfully was, as everyone saw. Yeah. And that wasn't obviously that wasn't fair. Um, you know, I, I didn't think it was going to get to that point. Um, and I was scared of leaving. I, I didn't know what to do. Is there anything in the, in the breakup with Katie that Katie said or did that we didn't get to see that further told you that you weren't going to be it? You know, was there anything else that we didn't get to see or, or did we get to see the, uh, the meat of why you made your decision? I say that, you know, you guys saw the meat of it. Um, truthfully, it was just my intuition. Maybe I was I was obviously way too harsh on her in those moments in that room, but it was just the way that we were talking to each other in those moments. Um, I wasn't communicating well at all. My head was wrapped up um, in it not being the show, which what we were in. Um, I just, it's, it's really hard to pinpoint everything. I, I just felt like, I, I could read her in that moment and I it just didn't feel like we were on the same page. And after again watching her and Blake in those moments, I was like, yes, that's that's it. That's you know what every guy hopes for in those moments. Um and it's hard not to be happy for it. It really is. Sure. Uh let's pivot to AFR. Um yeah. same question, I guess. Um obviously that we know that was taped. We're, you know, we've been used to a live show. Uh, how long was that conversation in, in real time? And again, um, is there anything that was said that we, we didn't get the benefit of seeing ourselves? Yeah, I definitely um, ended up addressing uh, the whole background of my acting rumor uh, and not just me being Meryl uh, Streep. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, I think everyone thinks you listen to my podcast, and I'm like, everyone refers to Meryl Streep yeah, as know. like, you know, she, like, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. let's not get like, let's give Meryl Streep the credit here, yeah. but um, seriously, the goat. yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was discussed yeah. further at AFR, but just didn't make yeah. the cutting room yeah, floor. Yeah, just didn't make the uh, final cut there. Um, How long did the I whole wish, conversation last? Gosh, I I wish I could tell you I could have blacked out up there. Okay. It was fair enough. I, <laughs> I truthfully don't know. I, I remember getting back to, uh, I remember going outside and I was, I was completely rattled. I was like, Oh my God, what the hell just happened? Yeah. That, that, that's, that I would understand. Um, anything else other than the acting stuff or anything else that Katie said to you? No, I, no. Um, I think, um, you know, <clears throat> One thing I wanted to get across is just like, you know, I'm just extremely happy for them. Again, I had a lot of time, obviously, with Katie, but I also had a lot of time to get to know Blake, and he's an incredible human. Um, and I really think that they're going to have a successful marriage. Well, it's very, very gracious of you to, to say. At AFR, uh, again, Katie questioned your intentions, questioned, you know, how you felt about her. And you seem startled by that accusation and in a way you kind of contradicted yourself, right? Um, because they're in, I think batcher nation, a lot of people are in disagreement back and forth. Uh, when you went to leave, like a, do you feel like, again, you stand by your feelings for Katie? Were you in love with her? And when you got to the point, again, we, you've been very, um, you, you've made it clear that, you don't like how you handled it or you, you know, Katie feels like you gave her an ultimatum. You feel like she didn't like, what do you think about that in terms of like, what was your intention by wanting to get the validation versus, um, I guess my question is, um, is there anything you think Katie could have said after you were outside that would have gotten you to stay or had you decided I, I want to leave? I think, um, yeah, that moment like replays in my head a lot. Um, you know, I didn't want to give her an ultimatum. Um, I just really wanted to feel like we were on a two way street here because I am really passionate about finding just like she is, was finding my person. And I just wanted, um, to feel like we were on the same wavelength in that time, the same, you know, position because, I want to have a successful marriage as my parents did. And that's what I grew up watching. And this was nothing but real to me. Um, it probably looking back on it now, wasn't the healthiest kind of love on my end. Um, again, definitely projected a lot onto her and I definitely need to work on myself in that aspect. Um, I felt like, you know, I said it there, I, I reached my breaking point at that point. Um, and I didn't want, ever want to have to ask how she felt. Um, yeah. I wanted to see it. I wanted to just see it. Um, and I wanted possibly who was going to be, you know, possible future fiance of mine to want to be able to express, you know, just realness to me in those moments. And I, I just, I just reached my breaking point in Mexico at that point. So it's fair to say that once you reach your breaking point, like no disrespect to Katie, that you just, you, there wasn't something she could say because you had decided it wasn't going to be you. I felt like it wasn't going to be me in those moments. I mean, me leaving, it was one of the hardest decisions ever. It was, it was tough. I remember calling my mom. She's like, what the hell happened? You know, you're, she thought I was just going to like tell her that I was, just, I just got engaged. Um, and I couldn't go back to the city right away. I didn't want to be alone mm -hmm. um, in my apartment alone. I had to spend it at my family's house for a solid two months. After I got back and I kept on telling them, I'm like, just let you know, guys, like there is a slight possibility. Like we may get together still. Like there, there was some ounce of hope. Well, why did you feel that? I, cause I just felt like how real it was for me. Um, and I, I know it was real for her as well. And, you know, especially leading up to those moments, I just wanted to believe, you know, if we were meant to be, we we're going to find a way at the end of the day, no matter what, no matter if it was the show, no matter if she had to end it, I just felt in my heart, you know, if we were meant to be, it was going to happen. And when did you come to the point where you just accepted that it wasn't you? I mean, I had to, it, it was a punch in the gut, but, you know, that 
couch um, was tough. I, I was on an all-time high, you know, because um, I, I haven't told anyone that I was in love with them in the longest time. So I was, uh, yeah, you shouldn't go into it having expectations. I kind of felt it right then and there that probably wasn't going to be me. And then going back to the room, I just wanted to hear something else other than, you know, that I was a front runner and that I was going to be here next week. Yeah, no, I, I get that. And I'm not trying to, but you mentioned that you kind of, and I get it. Like, listen, we break up and you wonder and you process like, did I make yeah. the right decision? What if we romanticize, you know, we've, we've all seen the notebook, but like <laughs> what made you accept like, all right, this was the right decision or Katie's going to, you know, Katie's going to be with Blake or Michael, whoever you thought at the time, was it before you, you know, were you at home? Like, you know, you said, oh, you kind of prepared your mom, like maybe there's still a chance or whatever. When did you get to the point where you said, Katie's going to be with someone but me in your mind after you left? I was trying to contact producers left and right when I got home. Um, trying to figure out what was happening and they wouldn't really tell me much. Obviously they can't. I was, I was desperate to try and find, you know, what was going on. Um, and I think it got to a month or so and I was just, I just kind of figured okay. she was either with Blake or Justin in my eyes, especially, you know, hopping back on, on Instagram. She looked happy and I was like, damn, she's definitely with someone. Okay. Uh, I appreciate you asking these questions. I know it's probably not easy uh, to go back there. Let's try to lighten it up. And what's the story with Brie? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I couldn't believe <laughs> waking up the next day to that. Um, Brie is just a friend. Um, she pretty sure she has a boyfriend. Even. Um, How did you guys even come to hang out? Um, I guess, you know, just through the show, connecting through the show. Um, she was in my part of town. I'm in a uh, hell's kitchen right now and she was grabbing dinner. Um, and she was like, Hey, like, don't know what you're doing. You know, you want to have, you know, with my friends and I, I said, yeah, screw it. You know, it was just nothing but friendly. Honestly. What'd you guys do? Uh, we had a lot of food, you know, she, she she knows how to pick a good spot. Um, yeah, you know, the uh, a lot of pasta, pasta steak. <laughs> okay, it looked like you were trying to I saw a picture of you trying to get into some sort of nightclub. Did you? Where'd you guys go? Did you get in? <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting that somebody says we didn't get in because we got in. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> holy shit, the internet's not totally right. Um, <laughs> How are people reacting to you in public? What's that like for you? It's a bit awkward for me. You know, I don't, um, I think especially with like everything that was going on this week, um, again, you know, been doing like a lot of soul searching and it's kind of been like, that was kind of like one of my first nights out in, uh, in quite a bit. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I think I just feel awkward sometimes being recognized. It's just awkward. But yeah, I have no problem, you know, anybody come up to me obviously it's always like flattering um yeah no it's it's a it's a weird thing who are some of the guys that you were closest with and are are you still close with any of the guys who do you talk to the most post show talk to justin a lot talk to justin andrew almost every single day uh -huh. um those are my guys um talk to a guy connor b a lot uh, funniest guy in the house in my opinion is trey he cracks me the hell up train him would I, yeah Trey. he i would honestly like cry every single night from laughing at him uh he's hilarious um all those guys are incredible even you know christian who left so early still keep in contact with him you know aaron's hilarious all these christian. guys are like incredible uh oh yeah yeah you you loved christian yeah, yeah. Amanda. Christian, yeah christian's christian's funny yeah i have a question um i just like you've talked a Excuse lot about my okay uh, you talked about like how humbling this was and how like you want to grow. And I was wondering if there is anybody in your life um, or just anyone that you're aware of who handles conflicts, conflict really well that you're trying to model your growth off of. Honestly, my brother-in-law, um, you know, he has been through a lot in life as well. Um, he lost his brother um, around six years ago. So, you know, especially after expressing to him, us watching back these episodes, um, 
he he's handled himself super well through it all and he's been able to look at life in a different lens and he's been helping me out really a lot with this all um and he's been supportive of me you know revisiting therapy getting the help you know that i need to get over the passing of my father and it's again it's been humbling like i said and painful but i try and i'm trying to look at this you know it's nothing but positive come out from all this is there are you back in therapy or are you beginning the process or is that yeah. something you are committed to doing yeah the show has been great um you know they have given me you know a therapist for the past few weeks now and i've been able to talk to somebody on the show's end but no i uh i have somebody in the city now that i'll be visiting once every week no that's great to hear i'm really um mm -hmm. I know that's never easy. We were big advocates of therapy and, and mental health on this show. So uh, congrats to, to doing that. And obviously, um, you know, especially after experiencing the loss of your past therapist, um, it yeah. sounds like, you know, there's, there's some trauma there. Who would you like to see The Bachelor? Well, Andrew, that's my guy. Um, he's charming. He's funny as hell. He is, you know, handsome guy calling michael b jordan in the house okay um, <laughs> that's my guy okay that that's my vote and obviously andrew over michael guy, i was about to say you know the most beloved guy in the world michael a those are incredible candidates and i think that they would knock it out of the park you know i don't think you could go wrong with either one of those guys okay um any of the guys that you know that have been announced for paradise that you're excited to watch <laughs> Yeah, Connor B and Aaron. Um, I am excited for those two. Um, yeah, what's up with that Connor cuddle session with Connor B? You guys seemed like, I mean, if I were ever yeah. going to question your true intentions with Katie, it was because you were something was going on with Connor B that we didn't get to see. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember the first time uh, we, we uh, cuddled and broke that barrier it was, uh, <laughs> when Tasia. And Caitlin woke us up for that rodeo date the first week and all of us were freezing and he's like sitting under, he's like sitting on the couch with his uh, blanket. And I kind of just like, I didn't ask. I kind of just like sat right next to him, put the blankets over, uh, put the blanket over me too. And I farted <laughs> underneath the blanket. And that's, that's what really kind of grew us from there. A Dutch, A oven. Dutch oven yeah. began. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? It's called a Dutch oven. Yeah, exactly. Greg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh well we appreciate you sharing that very intimate and <laughs> rather uh that's the truth gross story. that's the truth uh, nick hates farts and poop just brought us together man <laughs> uh. <laughs> um Greg, I, I really do appreciate you being so candid with us. Uh, I know uh, uh, that not all these questions were easy to answer, and uh, we appreciate your candidness. Uh, we're going to end things on a lighter note. Uh, we like to play Let's this game with our guest called Do You Know Me? Cool. Um, it's super easy. Don't overthink it. Um, uh, can Greg do, do this? Has Greg ever done this? Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, simple yes or no questions are accepted. Anna, uh, you are welcome to elaborate and share any anecdotal stories that might remind you by answering this question, but uh, no pressure if there's no story to tell. Are you ready? Do you know me with Greg Grippo? Question number one. I like this question. It says something about people, I feel like. Has Greg ever taken an Uber pool? Yeah, God, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Correct answer in my mind. People. A man of the people. Yeah. I used to, do, like, right after I got done filming The Bachelor, I used to do Uber pools. Totally. And sit in the, I'd sit shotgun, oh, though. Did you really? Were I'd, people like, oh, shit. I would, I would sit shotgun. You know, it was a good deal. I was Uber like, it's like a third of the price. Also, on the oh, way God, for a yeah. night out, it's, like, very social. There's some camaraderie in Uber mm -hmm. pools sometime. <laughs> Nice, nice. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> any uh, Uber pool uh, experiences? Did you meet any friends in an Uber pool? Um, no, not no. not lifelong lasting. Okay. Honestly, uh, definitely some funny times though. Does Greg have any recurring dreams? No, I, honestly, I haven't been dreaming too much. I've 
ever passing out. like as a kid did mm-hmm. you have a reoccurring dream oh my god i mean i used to be like the biggest scaredy cat in the world as a kid my brother um showed me uh chucky when i was like seven years old and i wasn't able to go to sleep at night that's all that that doll's the damn only damn thing i ever thought about at night um so definitely like chucky coming to get me <laughs> are you the youngest greg mm-hmm. youngest of four do you think you were spoiled yeah well, that's honest <laughs> <laughs> cool. all right that's awesome <laughs> carry on can greg name all four beetles gosh um i can why am i like blanking right now like when you're on the spot with this you're like shit why can't I? john lennon um paul mccartney um first names are fine um come on greg come on, come on greg <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna get i'm gonna get heat for this one what are the other two oh, I'm not oh george, george harrison and, and ringo, ringo star yeah. ringo star thank you uh, we wanted to ask you if you knew four countries in Africa, like we asked Katie, but that did not go well. And we we em- we empathize with Katie because, like you just mentioned, it's tough to put someone on the spot. But she got some unfair heat for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank God for yeah. thank God for Blake. <laughs> it comes full circle. Um, has Greg ever thrown up in public? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have, um, <clears throat> yeah, definitely. I have, I have, I'm, I'm, what I happened, have a weak Greg? stomach. What? I have, I have a very, I have a very weak stomach. Um, and my friends, uh, know how to get me. Yeah. Just like thinking about stuff. I, I don't know. I could just, okay. it's happening. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Has Greg ever used a fake ID? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, got one. I was a sophomore in college. What state um, was it? Gosh, what was it? I believe it was Connecticut. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> didn't work. I got taken uh, within the first month. <laughs> yeah. The guy was kind of like, this isn't you. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Two more questions. Uh, can Greg play an instrument? I wish, you know, especially with Connor B's jam sessions every single night. I'm like, Jesus, this guy is awesome. I used to be able to play the flute as a kid. All right. I haven't played in quite a bit. (laughs) That's an instrument. (laughs) Final question. Has Greg ever been injured during sex? Um, like, like, like I have to go to the hospital. No, not necessarily. Just like, did anything require a bandaid or like a sore back the next day? (laughs) Yeah. You know, or or like, Um, uh, did you bump your head? You know, I don't know. (laughs) Get a rash. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, no, 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 no rashes. Um, you know, a little knee I, burn, uh, <laughs> rug burn, rug burn. Might have definitely pulled a hammy or two. Okay. Um, <laughs> what's your Uber score, Greg? <laughs> it, I think it's around a. Uh, I gotta look. I honestly don't know. How do you, how do you look? You uh, go on your I, account. Let's see. Really? Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one now. And then, like, the little three dots in the upper left corner, if you click on them, next to your, like, under your name and picture. It's not letting me sign in because of the airplane mode. Um, but I want to say it's right below five. Uh, my picture is really cool. It's a dog that has a George Washington wig on it. It's like, this guy's a party. Yeah. <laughs> Do you always talk to your Uber drivers? Yeah, I like communicating with them. Yeah. Better man than me. I. I don't often. I usually <laughs> select silent ride. God. What? I do you, I feel like that's very cold. You know, you're in the same space as someone. Don't you like to be like, hey, how's it going? How's your day? I, I'm not like, I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, I'll be like, hey, how's it going? You know, but I'm not <laughs> trying to like learn about like if this is a side job or what like their career path is or explain to them what I do. I know. I don't. I, I'd rather just say hello, whatever, and uh, enjoy that silent ride. If someone will bring it up, I, I will engage, you know, I'll answer their question, but I don't ask a lot of follow-up questions. <clears throat> totally. So 
Yeah, I'm just Fair. being candid here. Yeah, sorry. I have, I have my weaknesses. Um, Greg, I really, I really would thank you for for coming on again. Uh, it sounds like this experience was, as you as you put it, both painful and eye opening. And I think uh, I speak for at least everyone in this room, and hopefully the people listening. We do wish you the best of luck, and and we do hope that you can make. Uh, this experience positive in the long term. So uh, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Um, and uh, maybe we'll get a chance to meet in person. Uh, yeah. For those of you listening, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. If this is your first time listening, rate us five stars on iTunes. We'd certainly appreciate that. Uh, again, we have uh, three shows a week. Uh, if you're tuning in for the first time to listen to Greg, uh, if you're interested in listening to people's relationship stories, troubles, problems, and getting some uh, helpful takeaways and some relatable stories that might relate to your own personal life, check out our Ask Nicks uh, that uh, happen every Monday. We recap The Bachelor, uh, Bachelor in Paradise, all things Bachelor on Tuesday when it's on. And on our Wednesdays, traditional episodes, we always have uh, a variety of public figures, actors, um, experts, and all sorts of types of people. So come back for more. If you like what you hear, heard today, we appreciate you listening. Uh, other than that, we'll be back on Monday. Have a great day. <laughs>